The following podcast contains swearing, spoilers, and it is all our own opinion. Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Josh, and this is Pilot Error, the show you're only listening to because you can't be watching TV right now. Boom. Today, we are going to be covering the show Houdini and Doyle. But first of all, we'll just go through some of our weekly updates. Put your seatbelt on, guys. <laughs> I just wanted to, first of all, actually make a quick apology for the sloppy editing of our last episode. I edited it after I'd had a fair bit of sparkling wine on my PLL finale day. I was not home, and it was uploaded before I left work. <laughs> yeah, so Josh didn't get to check it. I didn't listen to it through, and I don't think it was very good. But that's fine. This time we'll do it sober. Okay. So speaking of PLL, the finale obviously was last week and I just wanted to make the point that I guessed correctly who AD was. And it is recorded. Yep. So you can go back and listen to that. I said that I wanted it to be Ezra, but I had a feeling it was going to be Twincer and it was Twincer. In your face! <laughs> More specifically, Alex Spencer's twin. Overall, it was a pretty fun episode and got to see Troy and Belisario do two characters which was pretty cool. She had a crazy English accent for the twin, which everyone gave her shit for, but I actually thought it was pretty good and she did really well. So she played herself in a scarier version of herself with an accent. Yeah. Is that two characters? Well, yeah, they, they had different mannerisms and they were completely different, which made it good because they looked very separate. I didn't watch it. No, of course you didn't. <laughs> uh, so overall, really fun episode and lots of good stuff in there. I was just kind of disappointed that... Ezra obviously wasn't AD, and he ends up marrying Arya, which was pretty shit. Bit of a weird message to send to young kids as well. Yeah, well, so it's like was... if you if you wait long enough, guys, and you really want it bad enough, you can marry that teacher who's too old for you, and who writes a book about you and your friends and is a stalker. Yeah, there was this one point where he was in this underground bunker that Alex was keeping Spencer in, and I was like, oh, maybe this is gonna be the real reveal that he's you know working with Alex or something. No, he was just, like, kidnapped and put there as well. And then I thought, oh, well, maybe Alex is going to kill him. Nope, she didn't kill him. So Ezra got to marry Arya, my beautiful queen. Hashtag life goals. <laughs> so I'm happy that it's over, but also obviously a bit sad that it's done as well. I ended up listening to about nine hours of podcast after the finale. So I listened to six and a half hours of Bros Watch PLL 2. And three hours of two of a kind. So that, that got me through the last week. And now I'm sort of having a bit of withdrawal from PLL. So I've been re-watching episodes. And I've also jumped back on the Vampire Diary, Diaries wagon. So I'm missing out on my sexy teen dramas. So I've jumped back on that. I've got three more seasons that I realised I haven't watched. And that's just finished as well. So I've just got three seasons and then that'll be done as well. Let's tie off all these little ends. I'm working a few lates, so... <laughs> I got time to watch them. Uh, another thing I've been doing this week has been listening to a lot of Hamish and Andy podcasts. Like a lot. hours and hours of it. And I'm getting a bit obsessed with them, to be honest. Today I actually entered a competition of theirs. It's a pretty interesting competition. They are going to go up in a hot air balloon, fly for an hour, and whichever house they land over, like they stop over, they're going to take the coordinates of that house, land the balloon, drive to the house, knock on the door, and if the person's home, then they win $10,000, right? But what if they're not home? So you get to apply to go up in the balloon with them and go to this person's house. And if they knock on the door and they're not home, you get the money. Yeah, $10,000. $10,000. Oh, you said it was $1,000. No, no, it's $10,000. Oh, okay. It's pretty good. It's... And you get a, even if you don't get the $10,000, you get to go on a balloon ride with Hamish and Andy. So my main question about this is what time of day are we talking about here? I know, because if you did it during the day when people are at work, yeah, it's much more likely you're going to win the money. Yeah, but isn't it going to be probably during their radio Hamish show. and Andy's radio yeah. show, which so is when? It's like the drive home, isn't it? Five till seven or four till seven. No, I think it's five till seven. Right. So it will be around that time. So people will might be coming home or... So you're probably not likely to get it, I reckon. No, but then what is there like a, if they see the person driving into their driveway? No, I don't isn't know. Isn't that like... <laughs> that's pretty... Because you're just like, what What about me? I want 10 grand. Like, I got to go in an air... You got to go on a balloon ride with them. But that's not 10 grand. 
like they'd probably give you like a little other prize. They've got I think four thousand commemorative teaspoons that um, Hamish actually. That's not ten thousand dollars. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying like they even if give they you gave a, you all four thousand of them, that's not ten thousand dollars. They give you a teaspoon, and I wouldn't mind having one of those teaspoons. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so yeah, wish me luck. Yeah, good luck. I might be going up in a balloon this week, but probably not. I just wanted to also give another quick Coke no sugar update. I feel yeah. like I've been giving these every single week, but... That's probably because you've told me three times this week, the Coke no sugar update. <laughs> yeah, well, when it came out, I thought, oh, it's a bit weird. You, you can't find it in Woolworths. You can only get it in Coles. And now it's come out that Woolworths is refusing to stock it. They're basically just like, up yours, Coca-Cola. We've got enough diet soft drinks. We don't need another one cluttering up the shelves. Well, Coke's got shelves. like how many versions in? So there's your regular and your zero. Yep. And then you've got caffeine-free, diet, life with the stevia. And then you've got it as cans, bottles of multiple sizes. And then there's vanilla Coke. There you go. And flavoured Cokes. Yeah. And that's just Coke let alone all the other shit that they've got to have. Yeah, I mean, all supermarkets already have, like, what, an aisle and a half of drinks. Yeah. <laughs> well, more, because we've got, what, an aisle and a half for... Soft drinks soft and drinks cordial. And, cordial and then another the half and a half for juice <laughs> yeah, and shit. About Talking about uh, supermarket setups on this podcast, getting, <laughs> getting really deep. Getting into the real stuff. That's right, real issues of today, of 2017. How many drink aisles there are in the Woolworths near our house? <laughs> It's your turn. Yeah? What have we been doing this week? So, the main thing I think of the week is that uh, we bought Crash Bandicoot's Insane Trilogy. If you bought it on the day as well, or really any point up until now, and you thought exactly what the rest of us thought, and you're like, I'm going to play the first one, and then I'm going to play the second one, and play the third one, it's going to be great. I'm going to remember how good it was. It's going to be just look better, but it's going to be the same game. And it was not the same fucking game <laughs> at all. It is 10,000 times harder, nearly smashed the controller through the TV, and I just couldn't, I didn't understand why, I didn't, I just thought, was it this hard when I was a kid? Was it this difficult? Because I don't remember it being this difficult. And then I saw articles, videos, and all these things about it, people thinking that they couldn't remember if it was that difficult, but I finally watched a video where they explained what's different between the old one and the new one, and it's basically that they've put the physics and the level design of the third one into the first one. So it doesn't quite so it doesn't, well. or it doesn't work. Yeah. So if, if you're playing and you're jumping onto a platform and you don't land in the middle of that platform, you can die straight away. All the jumps are based on momentum, which for the first Crash Bandicoot game, it doesn't work because it yeah. used to just be sort of like block movement from here to here and the jumps as big as it is the whole time and the movement is a bit clippy but it's set movement, and you need that for the way that it was designed, and they just gave you the same shit, but with rounded edges and a harder jump, and they were just like, yep, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I found it very difficult. I found find all games difficult, but yeah, I don't have a lot of patience, so Crash Bandicoot really isn't for me, because you were having to redo stuff, like, 20 times. There's a freaking level. <laughs> in Is the, this the native forest one I'm that like, everyone's talking about? I'm not, I didn't even get that far. I got to the second, on the second island, there's a bridge level. And you have to jump from platform to platform, and they're just... Some of the bridge links will stay there, and some of them will break apart, but you have to do each section from start to finish without stopping. Otherwise, you won't have enough momentum to make some of the jumps and you die. Mm -hmm. And then certain planks will break after a bit, but if you don't land perfectly in the middle, then they break straight away and you just die. Some of them just break straight away anyway and you just die for no reason. So I got up to there using purely skill and then I lost 60 lives and I haven't played it since then. <laughs> I was just so angry that I thought I was just going to break something. You could just skip on to game two. No! <laughs> you want to finish the whole thing? No! That's not the point! I will probably skip on to game two, at least. Apparently number three is perfect because it's they've used all the physics and stuff for number three. three. then. And you move back. But the thing is, you can't go backwards when you go to number three. Because number three has... So the first one is just jump and spin and that's it. That's all you've got. Whereas number three, you've got like body slams and guns mm. and slides and all that. So if I finish number three and then I decided to go back to number one, I'd never be able to do it. Because I'd always be reaching for those extra yeah, little sure. bits. And like double jumps and all that stuff. You just don't have that anymore. Because yeah. I remember going back from playing three to playing two. 
And even that's hard. And you get some of that stuff. Yeah. But going from three to one, be like, oh, where's my bazooka? (laughs) (laughs) Totally different game. The other thing we found out this week is that your boy, Jared Way. My mate. They're trying to make his graphic novel into a TV show exclusive to Netflix. If you don't know about it, it's called Umbrella Academy. It was great. It was a great comic and graphic novel. I'm really excited to see how they do it. I don't know if it's going to be real life or animated. I don't know if it's going to stick to it or it's going to be like a dark, grittier version of it or what it's going to be. But the original one was pretty all over the place because they're super powered children. You see only a little bit of their life and then they just sort of break apart when they're adults and they're all doing different stuff all the time. But they're so random. Like one of them is like a dude's head on a gorilla that lives in a space station on the moon (laughs) to take care of the planet. And one of them is like a teleporter who just hates himself and everyone. He just wants to destroy everything. One of them's a kid who cannot age, but he's like incredibly intelligent. One of them can't do anything. And the, the basis of the first one is that the one who can't do anything gets a power when she's like... Old. I feel like they must be doing this in animation because it sounds like it would be impossible to oh, do it in real life. It's crazy. And their dynamics are not built on anything. They're just insinuated by tiny bits of dialogue. They're not oh, okay. like, remember when we were kids and like you did this to me and like right, then right, I did. Right. It's not like that at all. That's because it's, it's a graphic just, novel. Yeah, yeah, but it's you have to build their history on their interactions purely. Yeah, sure. So, so I don't it'd be know. hard to translate. So I think it'll, if they do it and it's not animated, it'll be really in your face. Like, this is what's happened. So this is an article that I read on the internet today. Yeah. And then I was looking through the comments. It was a Facebook link. And I looked through the comments and some guy was like, this is actually taken from a really sketchy article. And now it's just being reproduced everywhere in all different news outlets. Right. So I don't know if this, if it's actually true. I think it's been in the works for a little while and it's been tossing around, but I don't know. Jared Way hasn't come out and said anything about it, so I guess until he says something. It's been around for ages. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they pick it up now, unless it's just the superhero craze, and now they're just like, Netflix is just grabbing IP, like, all over the the place. The market's pretty saturated with that stuff right now. I don't know how well it will do. Like I said, Netflix is just grabbing IP wherever it can get it. Mm. I mean, everyone is grabbing IP. But they're having trouble. They're putting out some good shows, but a few lately have only run for a season and then been cancelled, and that's happened a few times lately. They've We've... just put out a few stinkers. Like They were doing really well for a while, and now <laughs> they've had a couple out, and people are like, yeah, this is pretty shit, and they only last a season. Yeah. But then, with their own shows, if they are good, they give it to you, and like most of the time they give it to you in a lump sum. I'm not talking about your scream or any of that and they give it to you in a lump sum and they're like alright here's this wait a year yeah, and then yeah. we'll give you another lump of it unfortunate events they did that mm. and I mean the first season was just the movie again <laughs> with a little bit on the end I mean it's the age of binge watching that's what people want they don't want to have to wait a week I think they'd rather just watch it all in one go and then wait a year for the next lump that's just uh, how TV is going now yeah but you can't stay invested yeah I know I find mean. trouble staying invested if you give it to them week by week I feel that's better because less people are going to forget about it. Whereas, like, if you watch a season, Mm. then you have to wait a a year to watch the second season. All your investment is gone. Yeah. Because the stuff that comes out between that thing and the new thing, like you said, it's completely saturated. Yeah. You'll have 20 new things that you're into. I think we talked about this a lot. But, like, yeah, maybe younger people than us have a different way of watching TV. Do you know what I mean? It's probably better for younger people. I prefer when you just got all of it to watch. But that's just mean. It depends. I think a good example is... They should just make an entire show and just release seven seasons at once. That would be great. Then It'd be the would worst just, fucking show everyone ever. Everyone would call into sick for like three weeks. It would be a terrible show. <laughs> oh, game, the whole Game of Thrones show just came out and no one goes to work for a month. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it wouldn't be all at the same time. It would be quite sporadic. You'd be like, oh, hey man, haven't seen you for a month. And then would be like, I have to watch this. I have to take a month off. <laughs> Who takes good... time off work to watch TV? You take time off work to watch TV. <laughs> But I think the best example was when we watched Elementary together for the first time. Because I had watched the first two seasons. And when the big twist came when I was watching it week to week, it like it blew my mind. Yeah, you every didn't see time. it coming. Yep. And you couldn't see it. But we just sat there and binge watched it over like two days. And I called And Kate it. was just like, it's this, it's this, it's this, straight yep. away. I mean, maybe I'm just really good at picking who the villains are. Elementary, PLL... I'm just smart. And also, whenever we watch crime shows, I always guess who the murderer is. Yeah, because, okay, 
we're going to let you in on the, the top secret for all the crime shows <laughs> that are out at the moment, all right? The first person they interview, but do not accuse, is the person who is guilty. <laughs> Nine true. times out of ten, that's the one who did it. Because how are you going to do it otherwise? You can't just bring a random character in because people don't feel any sense of achievement for that. <laughs> well, they don't. Because no, you're just like, oh, because if, if every episode of something you watched, they were just like, oh, you know this person we didn't mention? Yeah, they did it. PLL. Well, Hashtag PLL that's life. the entire show set up from the start. <laughs> but if it was every week, <laughs> you had a new episode. And in every episode, the per- you never saw the person until the end. Yeah, it would suck be awful. We've also been watching a bit of Preacher. That's just started season two on Stan. It's great. So we've watched two episodes. I think there's another one out, but we haven't watched it yet. No. But we felt cheated because we always watch Ink Master mm. and then Preacher. Mm, on a Wednesday night. And yeah. because of the 4th of July, there was no Ink Master. <laughs> so disappointing. Preacher's been really good. Pretty gory. I-, I can't remember the last season being so gory, but it was a while ago. He shot a guy's dick off. And they made the guy carry it in. (laughs) And then there was the guy who, like, cut his family open and a cow open to see that they were, like, the same on the inside. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, you're right. I think I've just forgotten about it. It's been pretty rough. Like, but brilliant. Such a good show. It's great. So a bit of music news. Wow, we're going pretty long on these intros today. We've got some good discussion going. Northlane announced a tour. So obviously going to go. We will be buying tickets to that on Friday. They brought out a new album not too long ago. It's really good. Their music has changed a fair bit in the last few years. Lots of their old fans think that they've changed for the worst. I actually think it's a lot better now because it caters more to my type of hardcore music. What do you think? You prefer it now, right? Yeah, I think it's really good. Because it used to be a bit less structured and a bit harder. And I I liked it before, but now it's a bit softer. Which I, like, if it stayed the same level of hard and got more structured like it is... Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it would be good. But the songs are still awesome. The other thing that's been going on in the music world... Uh, this controversy happened at a festival in Spain. Mad Cool Festival. Green Day were the headliners. So they were playing at the end of the night. Just before they came on stage, there was an acrobatic performance in which there was this guy suspended up in a sort of cage in the sky okay and so he you know how they do like bar work where they're sort of doing acrobatic moves to music yeah hanging off bars and stuff he unfortunately tragically fell yeah and died at this festival right green day then proceeded to come on stage and play their set like nothing happened right were they aware well that's the thing everyone was like up in arms just like why did you come on stage it's so disrespectful people were protesting outside the festival venue the next day yeah green day came out pretty much immediately and they were like no one told us we were in a different part of the festival where all the bands are yeah we didn't know that this thing happened no one told us we only found out after our set yeah of course if we knew we wouldn't have played yeah but yeah what do you think about this whole they didn't know yeah but how do you know that they didn't know i feel like they're good enough people they, they... didn't they didn't know yeah green day are the kind of band they've been doing this for Ever. They're the kind of, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers kind of band where if someone's being a dickhead, they will stop the song. Yeah, yeah. And they'll be like, that guy, what are you doing? For sure. Because when we went to see them, Billy didn't stop the song, but he would, like, address people in the audience and be like, mate, don't do that. Stop doing that rule here and have a good time. Yeah, when we saw them, they just seemed really down to earth and lovely and brought heaps of people up on stage and yeah i just can't imagine them being that disrespectful no they definitely didn't know yeah but yeah so tragic like i can't believe imagine that happening at a festival that you're at well that's what that's what the guy does the guy did for a living yeah and then it just killed him yeah i mean all his family came out and they were like oh you know he died doing what he loved because he loved doing it yeah um but yeah so tragic uh on a bit of a happier note we are going out this weekend to a club, which we don't do all that often anymore. <laughs> all that often. Well, I went a couple of weeks ago, but before that I hadn't been for a while. I don't go. <laughs> yeah, but you used to come to this club with me. So That's, it's called yeah. Can't Say. I'm actually wearing a t-shirt right now. Getting in the mood? Getting in the mood. Um, so this club night used to be around when we were a bit younger, every Friday night. It's always really fun. It's in the tunnels under Flinders Street. Yeah. Really cool venue. They always play really good music, like a lot of trap and stuff and like deep house. That's where we used to go all the time when we just started going out. So. Yeah. 
It's kind of got an emotional... Nostalgia. There's some nostalgia? cute photos of us there together. There's some cute photos of you sitting next to a troll. A troll? Me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? But there's not cute photos of us. No. I thought someone was dressed up as a troll and I was like, oh yeah, I can't say someone will be dressed up as a troll most They're, likely. Well, more likely a unicorn or yeah. like a chicken or a cat, whatever ones you can get, really. It used to be pretty cool. Like everyone would... It was just nice vibes. Like everyone would kind of dress a bit weird and it's good fun. So oh, yeah. they're doing like a reunion night. It hasn't been on for, can't say it hasn't been going for like a year or something now or more. Yeah. So they're doing a reunion night, which would be really cool. We paid like $25 to get in. So hopefully it's fun. Yep. $25 to still line up for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Pretty pumped. We're going to get there early. We know we always get there early. I'm one of those old people who gets there at like 10 PM yep. and just sits down for like two hours until everyone else gets there. I don't care. Yeah. Friday night. It's, all, it's always it's always cheaper drinks when it's early as well. Yeah, true. Be like those five dollar five dollar beers and yeah. What's those things you do? Skittle bombs. Skittle bombs. That's so good. It's like uh, peach schnapps in energy drink. Yeah. So you do it like a Jaeger bomb. They're weird. Um, no off brand energy drink. Yeah, it's always off brand. Yeah, Sky energy yeah. drink. Or <laughs> it's like where did you even frost, buy that from? Frost energy, like energy drinks you've never seen in your whole life. Like they dropped off the back of some like Russian truck or yeah. something. Yeah, like... they've just gone to one of those random like all night convenience stores in the city. Yeah, who knows? With just no nothing name brand and just got like oh you'll get a case of Sky energy drink. <laughs> what flavor is it? Uh, pea. Like, just. <laughs> Whatever. No notice. It tastes like a mountain stream of piss. Like, <laughs> that's what you want. I think it's time to jump into our pilot for the week. So do the actual thing we came here to do. Yeah, we've been talking for a while just about shit, but that's actually my favourite part of the podcast. <laughs> Maybe we should just change it to, I don't know. Talking shit with Josh and Kate. <laughs> yeah. I was going to try and come up with something to do with pilot error, but then all I could think of was like, shit error. <laughs> <laughs> shit error. <laughs> I don't know, that doesn't even make Not- not a great name. <laughs> Not anyway, fantastic. We're doing Houdini and Doyle, which is a crime drama mystery show. It has a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, but we saw on other websites it had pretty low scores. Oh, yeah, it gets like two out of five stars. And... Mm, I think it had like a 43% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Yeah, it hasn't done very well in the ratings. Came out last year. Yeah. There's only 10 episodes and it hasn't been renewed. Gutted. So Fox only ordered 10 episodes and it's now been cancelled. Yeah. But I have seen on the interwebs, the some interwebs. petition-y kind of things coming up. Yeah. Saying that people want it to be renewed. So Why there not? is some interest out there, but probably not enough to get it another season, I don't think. Well, it's Fox, so... Yeah. So I'll just quickly read the synopsis. At the turn of the 20th century, the Metropolitan Police were overwhelmed with bizarre cases, so they turned to outsiders including Houdini and Doyle, who collaborated with New Scotland Yard on some unsolved and inexplicable crimes. Mm. So what was our initial thoughts on this? Because I can't even remember where I heard about it. I think you saw something about it. Like an ad for it or something. And you just lost your friggin' mind mm. and just yelled at me for It was an ad on TV because I think they're showing it on free-to-air TV in Australia. Right. This year, for the first time. So I saw a TV ad for it and then, yeah, I lost my mind about it because mm. I was like, wow, it sounds really exciting. For a while. <laughs> yeah. Then we watched some trailers. We had some friends over and they watched a trailer. Yep. So the first trailer we watched was probably the UK trailer, I would have thought. And it was so boring. Like, it just looked like a period drama. Didn't even look like a crime show. Our friends watched that one and they said it just looks boring. And I watched it and I thought it looked boring. And then I watched the second ad. The Fox ad. <laughs> yeah. With all the doom and like... Well, it's because it's American. They <laughs> flashing. The yeah. flashing words across the screen and like... From the same producers as House and we love House. David and it, Shaw. Yeah. And then it made it look all like supernaturally and like what it's actually kind of like. Yeah. So I was pretty excited to watch it after seeing, seeing that ad. Same. I mean, I just thought it looked a bit like elementary. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously uh, Sir Arthur Col- Conan Doyle. Co- I always forget. I always want to say Colin. <laughs> Con- Conan Doyle, who wrote Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Because Sherlock Holmes is not a real person. He's a fictional character. We found that out in episode one of Pilot Era, I believe. Callback. <laughs> and obviously Harry Houdini, the famous magician, escape artist, yep. whatever you want to call him. So it's, it's those two sort of solving inexplicable crimes, which have a bit of a supernatural element. Yeah. 
So I thought it sounded really cool. I, from your description, it sounded really cool. And then I watched the second ad and it sounded really cool. But then we found out that it got canned. Yeah, and everybody so, hated it. Yeah, so we thought that it might be a bit dodgy. But yeah. would you continue watching this show um, based on the pilot? Based on the pilot? Absolutely. Fuck yes. <laughs> of course I would. It just seemed like it was going to be right up our alley. And it was. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was great. I could understand where people were coming from. Yeah, definitely. It's not for everyone. It's, but we've seen everything in it we've sort of seen before. Mm. And it's like they've just dropped the names to try to do it. And then we've got the main characters who are, I've not seen as main characters in really anything except for beside Matt LeBlanc in episodes and like as secondary characters for... Matt LeBlanc? Yeah, in episodes. Who's Matt, Matt LeBlanc for? Have you not... Have, you haven't watched episodes with Matt no, LeBlanc? I... Oh, I thought you thought that one of these actors was Matt LeBlanc. No. Okay, I was like, no. <laughs> no, no, Matt LeBlanc is. No, Stephen yeah, Mayer, yeah, who plays episodes. Doyle, he's yeah, in yeah. episodes, yeah. Yeah. And, and um, we've, we've also seen Michael Weston, who yep. plays Houdini in Elementary. He plays Houdini in this show. Yeah. He plays a drug addict in Elementary. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then he plays Cuddy's boyfriend for a little while in House. Yeah. Going into it, didn't really like him. <laughs> yeah, he's he always plays sort of shit characters who else have we got going then there's the woman who plays adelaide stratton is the name of the cop yep and her name is rebecca lydiard rebecca rebecca <laughs> rebecca Re- she has been in oh that's where i know her from what rain oh of course you know yeah, her you from rain no Same you and your home. period dramas yeah she's just been in a lot of crappy movies and <laughs> one good show which is rain which isn't even really a good show just in my opinion it is it wasn't very good no i liked it oh i only watched the first season i haven't got around to watching the second season yet right so yeah cast is not very well known so those are the three main characters really obviously houdini doyle and stratton she is a detective or what is she a police constable she's the first female police constable yeah at scotland yard and that is made clear very often during the show. Often. It does seem sort of like a TV show that's made of secondary characters from other TV shows. But I think it stands alone pretty well. Nobody's a bad actor. No, not They're at just all. not sort of main cast people. Well, I like them, actually. I've written a few times in my notes, like, how I actually really enjoy the chemistry of those three characters together. Yeah. Because they're all really different, and they just come together really well, I think. And it's kind of nice, throughout the episode, they all sort of start off, they don't know each other at all, they're sort of feuding... And then by the end, they're all sort of a happy family. Yeah. And I'm interested interested to see like how that plays out in the next episodes. Because there's obviously going to still be a lot of conflict there because the issues they have with each other are quite deep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it will be really interesting to see how those things play out. Well, I definitely want to watch the whole season. Yeah. Well, it's only 10 episodes. So what's that? 10 hours of television? So we'll just watch it after this, yeah? 10 hours. Just knock it over? Well, you can because you're working late tomorrow. I'm going to get <laughs> up at 7. I'm not going to watch it without you, mate. Come on. That's true. The other characters that are in this, the head cop, head cop, head cop. I've called him here in my notes, Chief Inspector Fuckwit. <laughs> Adequate. And there's also the hipster cop. Oh my god! Did, you got his name, did you? Goodjet or something? Yeah, Sergeant Goodjet or some Sergeant shit. Sergeant Goodjet. The Melbourne hipster of this thing. I don't know much about this era. <laughs> it's the nine, the nineteen hundreds, right? I, I think so. Yeah. That's a hairstyle that I see every time I go into the city, at least 12 times. Yeah. With the matching moustache. This weird Pidgeotto freaking haircut <laughs> and moustache combo. With the shaved sides. Yeah. And he's just wearing like, they're all wearing, so, you know, period costume, obviously, like yeah. suits and that. So he looks, he literally looks like he could be off the streets of Fitzroy. Yeah, he does look like he lives in Fitzroy. And it just kind of puts you off a little bit because you're like, you don't look like you're from the 1900s. Yeah, especially like everybody's got like, you know, a pretty period hairdo. Yeah. And then he looks like this. And he's obviously like got so much gel in it to keep it slicked back. Mm. You're like, why? Who's, who's done this to you? Who's thought this was a good idea? But obviously it was probably to make you dislike him a bit, I would have thought. Maybe. He seems better than Chief Inspector Fuckwit, though. Chief Inspector Fuckwit. <laughs> the other Keep characters are kind of just... Relevant to this episode. Yeah, just episode characters. Mostly nuns, because it's set in a nunnery. Yeah. Is that what you call it? Yeah, I think so. So did you want to go through the plot a little bit? So we'll go through the plot and you can just interrupt me as you go. Yep. 
the main plot is that a nun's been murdered, and uh, another nun sees what she thinks is a ghost who's murdered her. So Houdini and Doyle get called in, and they basically are allowed to work on this case because Houdini makes a $10,000 bet. $10,000, that's... Just like how I'm going to win from Hamish and Andy this week. Yeah, exactly. It's a sign, babe. <laughs> but we're talking about this period. Like, later on they talk about how 50 pounds is, like, heaps of money that they've stolen. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll bet you $10,000. But he's Houdini. He's really rich. Yeah, but $10,000 when 50 pounds is a fortune. Yeah. Seems- like, 50 pounds is a, is a business's, like, a high-level business turnover in this time period, they describe it as. But he's just like, yeah, 10 grand. Don't you think it was pretty convoluted how they got this partnership to happen in the first place? Well, the, they're already... They were friends in real life. I know, but I was kind of wondering how they would get it to the point where they're working on a, you know, a case together. Oh, they didn't even try. They <laughs> were just they were just like, walk in the same room, done. Yeah, he, Houdini walks in and Doyle's just sitting there and then yeah. they have a conversation about a bet and then suddenly they're working on it like a high-profile murder case. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, sweet. That's it. Houdini makes the bet, but he also threatens to call, like, the head of Scotland Yard oh, yeah. to complain to Officer Fuckwit about the fact that he won't let him do this case. So, as revenge, they get put with uh, Constable Stratton, the only female cop. She works in, like, the basement because they don't want her to be out in the open. I loved how the first thing that happens is she walks in and Houdini says, can you find me a cup of coffee? Yeah. What I like about the dynamic between those two is that he obviously, he lives in that period. They're not trying to make him like he's come from a period in the future and that his views are that way, but his views are progressive for the time that they're in. So he's still, he's a victim of his time, but he's not like, you're less than me. Yeah, well, he kind of re- starts redeeming himself throughout the episode as well. And yeah. He kind of realises that she's actually, you know, yeah. a human and she's a really good cop. Yeah, but it's good because they don't make it unbelievable Yeah. either. I mean, com- like... compared to fuckwit chief, yeah. <laughs> he's, you know, the golden child because like, he is like the Like master worst. chief, but fuckwit chief, fantastic. <laughs> so I really like that dynamic. Mm. And then you've got Doyle who just treats her... Normal. Normally. Yeah. She's essentially sent to them as a babysitter, really. They call it, they say nursemaid. <laughs> yeah. Like you're just a nursemaid and they're just going on a wild goose chase, but still lets them on the crime scene and like do all this shit. Whatever. So they ask questions to the nun who found it, Winnie, and Houdini instantly blames her. It's like, oh, you wanted to kill her for some reason, you hated her, I don't know, you wanted her job, you hated your boss, you wanted to steal the mo- you wanted to steal all their money, just all these things. So basically, the setup is that Houdini is the skeptic, and Doyle is the believer, but Doyle believes in science as well. He wants to use science to prove the supernatural exists. Yeah, and he who, keeps going about how much science has progressed in the last century and he thinks that he can prove that the afterlife exists and spirits exist and stuff. Yeah, where Houdini is sceptical and he feels responsible for all the charlatans and cons because he's like, I've made all this magic so believable that they've come out of the woodwork and now they're making money conning people and it's my fault mm. and I have to fix it. And then you've got Stratton, who's just good at her job. <laughs> pretty good at her job, especially for the period we're talking about. She's a fantastic police officer. They go and they ask questions. Houdini blames Winnie. Doyle goes and sees a medium, and he trusts the medium because she's able to contact his wife. It makes it out like his wife is dead. Yeah. So she cut... I like this bit, actually, because she's talking to him about the perp for the crime of the stealing the money. Yeah. And then she sort of goes back in her chair, and then a shadow goes over her face. Yeah. And when she comes back out of the shadow... She's sort of She's possessed, his wife. possessed by his wife. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool how they did that. It was good. So yeah, so they follow her lead, arrest some guy for stealing money. It's not him, obviously. And while all this is going on, they're having an argument, all of them about whether ghosts are real or not and all that sort of stuff. Another nun is murdered. And while they're investigating that, they actually see the ghost. But they don't believe it. So they're like, oh, we've got to look through everybody who works here and everything, see who's got a grudge. Doyle gets an idea because his child looks like his wife. (laughs) And that's how he works out who the killer is. And Houdini is watching a glass of champagne. And from a glass of champagne, that's how he works out what the ghost is. So it's quite weird. So they go back 
to the church. This is a uh, very quick plot. <laughs> it's, well, it's the main part of the plot. Yeah. So they go back to the church, and then we have a great scene where Doyle punches out Gudget. Because Gudget is very... He hates Sherlock Holmes because he thinks he's a bad police officer. Wait, which, what was the comment of when he's like, I'm glad that Sherlock Holmes is dead? Yeah. Is that because he killed him off in the book? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't read the book, so I don't know. Yeah. So, glad about that. He has another whinge about it. Punches him. Doyle punches him out. But I love how he's not... He is able to punch him out because he's giving shit to Sherlock Holmes. But he's like, oh, it's totally necessary. It was totally necessary to punch that guy out. And you're like, was it? Was it really totally necessary? But I still love it. Just for that hair alone. Yep. And then we find out that uh, one of the nuns was the mother of the girl that they thought was the ghost who was killing people. They have, we have a nun chase. <laughs> and uh, Doyle's actually worked out that she blames herself as well, so she's going to kill herself. Uh, and she locks them in under a grate in the water for a bit, which is where we start the episode, so you get the full circle. The thing about this was that they're in the grate and they're underwater. And they've fallen, like, they've fallen into the water. But his matches still work. Did she open that thing? Yeah, she just opens it and they just walk into it. Okay, I was wondering how that happened. Because they're dumb. But, yeah, they fall, how do the matches work? Yeah, I noted that too. Yeah. Wouldn't they have been wet? <laughs> They've been so wet. And he sa- he Doyle, says, hand, Doyle says that they're wet, and that's why it's taken ages to Maybe as he them, was falling in the water, he did like a ninja move and whipped <laughs> them out of his pocket and went... And yeah. held them up. Into the waistcoat pocket, out and up. It's just like, every time I fall, I straight away... How do you reckon Houdini would do on the Ninja Warrior course? <laughs> He's not known for his speed. True. He just can hold his breath for a really long time. Not and you're part not of the supposed nin- to touch the water. Not part of the Ninja Warrior. <laughs> yeah. And he could take a punch in the stomach from anyone at any time until he got punched in the stomach by someone and died. So, I mean... Is that true? Yeah. Is that how he actually died? Yeah. Oh my God. Imagine that. I was actually talking to... I had a first aid meeting at work today. Yep. So I'm going really off topic here. That's okay. That's the point. And we were talking about choking and how so many people would die from choking on food. Yeah. I was just like, imagine how bad that would be if that's what did you in. <laughs> you just choked on a bit of, you know, steak or something. Well, what food is it? I don't know. Choked and died on soup. <laughs> on like, that's <laughs> that's rough. But what yeah, a- that's, that's up there. Like, dying from getting punched in the stomach. Yeah, that's what happened to him. After everything he's done. Yeah, well, you just get punched in the happens. stomach all the time. Yeah. Well, imagine if you were like an Olympic athlete or something and you, you died choking on soup. Yeah. It's like, wow. Well, I mean, it's better than, like, if you were Olympics swimmer and you drowned or, like... <laughs> yeah. You know, something like that. Those really rough... Yeah. Ironic deaths. Yeah, exactly. I mean, choking on soup's pretty bad. Man, I don't what know. if What's you a really... in a soup kitchen and you choked on oh, soup? That's rough. That's like when <laughs> you, you, drown, the homeless. you drowned in the soup. But, like, what about... What's the cheapest, nastiest food you can think of that you would hate to have died having eaten? People... Oh. And everybody knows that you eat it. The first thing came, that came to my head was like spam or something. What about like those? Ham. You know, <laughs> tin ham. What about you know those, those packet, assembled burgers? Oh, the <laughs> microwave. <laughs> yeah, the U and they're always fucking awful, just like that. Oh, so embarrassing. Or like, um, I'd be embarrassed in death if that happened to me. Or like those pickled hot dogs in a can. Yeah. You just died choking on a pickled hot dog and you've got, the, like, the pickled hot dog jar in your lap. Oh, Jack Delaney, shout out <laughs> for the for the jarred hot dogs. Yeah, just something like that. Oh, yeah. No, seriously, if you died doing that, you'd end up haunting, like, a 7-Eleven forever. 7-Eleven? <laughs> yeah. If you choked on one of those packet hamburgers, you'd just die, like, and I don't, 7-Eleven haunt don't, a 7-Eleven don't forever. Even, don't even sell those packets. Oh, really? They're so disgusting. Oh, okay. I mean, they've got the chicken roll version. Yeah, well, what about one of those then? Oh, they're, yeah. I think the packet hamburger is somehow worse. So where, where are we, we up we? to? <laughs> Did we get to the end of the episode? I think there's the nun the chase. They're in the... Okay, yeah. In the grate. They get let out. Well, he starts trying to use the little collar things. I don't really know what they are because I don't wear old-timey shirts. <laughs> but it's I a... think the old-timey shirts had little pins in the collars to keep them straight. I've got, a sh- I've got shirts with them. Oh, really? Yeah, they keep the collar rigid so it doesn't fold over. Okay, so Houdini takes one of those out of Doyle's shirt to try yeah. and unlock the lock that's yeah. on the grate. Because we've seen him unlock a few locks with a paperclip They before. milk the shit out of that. <laughs> How many times does he unlock something? 
Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably about six times in, in a 40 minute episode. He unlocks stuff. No, it's, it's not. It's not that many, is it? He it's does, a lot. He does the door for the office and he does the lockbox. Lockbox. He actually does a Houdini trick because we see that. But that's... Okay, so the original... He does the original water escape. Yeah, chained up, hanging upside down in a yeah, box. That's that's not lockpicking, that's just fake. Yeah. He just pulls himself out of the water because the locks on the top are fake. So he just yeah, that's pulls right. himself out yeah. and then gets out. I swear there was more though. Like, I just... Saw it so many times, I was just like... <laughs> it's because they just crammed it all into one small thing. Yeah. And then they're like, yep, so you can it's do like, this as we well. get it. It's Houdini. Obviously, you can pick locks. Yeah. <laughs> it's But picking locks is not a magic trick, though. No, it's I know. It's just a skill. <laughs> so they milk that. But I think they milk it here because they're supposed to be drowning. Yeah. So it's like, build the suspense, build the suspense. You know you're going to get out. It's episode one. <laughs> but then Stratton ends up getting them out anyway, which I think is pretty cool. And then Houdini's like, oh, I had it. And it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the face that she gives him, she's like, bitch, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah. It's good. I love how Doyle makes a comment about it. He's like, Houdini died by drowning. Yeah, ironic. ironic. There you go, ironic deaths. There you go. But throughout the whole episode, Stratton's actually a bit of a queen. Oh, she's awesome. That's one of the things, like, you know, she lets him out of this thing. She gets, like, her, her really good moments, which is awesome. Mm. She batons that guy that they think is the Oh, yeah, robber. knocks him right fucking out. That's pretty cool. He's a huge dude. Massive dude. Knocks him out. One second. The part that I love about her as well is that part where she meets one of the nuns. That's actually uh, the murderer nun. Early on. What's her name? Grace. They meet her at the door to the nunnery. And she says, oh, I'm a police constable. And the nun looks at her and she says, you're a policeman. And she says, yes. She doesn't question it. She's just like, yep. And then she's got this look on her face. She's like, I'm proud of you. Yeah. You go, girl. You're a policeman. Well, because I think the women that the nuns usually deal with is fallen women. Oh, the fallen women Who get comment. pregnant out of wedlock. And then they end up giving up their kids to the nuns so and work in the laundry so the nuns will look after their kids. It's a fucked system. Like... But, yeah, as I was talking to you about earlier, like, they had no choice. Yeah. They would just be on the streets, unable to feed their kid. Yeah. So the best thing they could do for their children was to just give them to a nun to look after. Yeah. And just work. But it's just crazy. It's sad, but that's that's just what life was like back then, you know? Yeah. So they get let out. Stratton's already worked out who the killer was at this point as well. <laughs> By handwriting analysis. They've Woo! all worked out who the killer is in their own way, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. And They've they all, all come, come together to the... and, yeah... They get let out, the nun chase continues, and the nun is in the office and she's going to kill herself, and Houdini's able to distract her for long enough for the ghost to appear again, and then they can arrest her and she moves away, and then sort of end. The first time we watched it, I felt this way. I didn't feel this way so much this time. The explanation for it felt really lazy, like they just shoved it in there. They're just like, why did everybody see ghosts? And it's like, oh, because there's a subway station, and the vibrations made them, like, feel tense. And it made the fluid in their eye weird. How else would you do it, though? I don't know. Like, a trick of the light or something, it would have been just as lame. But I felt they didn't hint towards it as they went. The only hint we had was Houdini looking at his glass when it shakes the old Jurassic Park. Well, when we watched it the second time, when we saw the ghosts the first two times, I sort of tried to listen out for the subway. And you could kind of hear it. Yeah, well, it starts earlier. If you, yeah, if you knew about it, you get the, like, there's like a before. Yeah. At least they put that sound effect in so that if you did watch it again like we did, you yeah. would pick it up. Well, the thing is that when they were recording the episode, they knew how it was going to end. Yeah, of <laughs> so... course, of course. Of course. <laughs> so they might not have known when they started writing it, but when they What if they filmed recording... it backwards and did yeah. the last scene first and then filmed the rest of the episode? What a terrible show. <laughs> they do that, though. When they film, they jump around a lot. Well, yeah, but that's based on what areas they can rent out and, and what time of that are day. available. And, and... They can only rec- you can only record outside between like 4 and 5 a.m., Mm. If you're outside, outside. True. So, difficult. A pretty crazy hallucination that you get from this vibration, hey? Well, it looks like a person, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, but your mind sees what you expect to see or something around that. <laughs> there mind, was a quote. Your mind only sees what it wants to see, yeah. It wants you to see or some shit. Which is like the... I think feel like it's the basis for the whole show. I think they're just going to sprinkle it in when stuff doesn't completely make sense. Yeah. They're like, you only see what your mind wants you to see. And then you're just like, fuck off. <laughs> but, okay, so that train goes yeah. through every 17 minutes. 17 minutes! That was someone's fucking office. Yeah. <laughs> so the nun that was in that office was 
tripping Getting these out. Hallucinations every 17 minutes yeah. when the subway went through. Every 17 minutes she saw a ghost and said nothing. God, I thought that was crazy. Yeah. But apparently she was just a big old drunk as well, so. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Because when, um, yeah, when Winnie comes in, she sort of sees this bottle yeah, just, of just like, red oh. wine and rolls her eyes yeah. and puts oh, the this cork bi- in the bottle. This bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, the other I'm, interesting. I'm just having a look through my notes because yeah. I think there was a few other things that we didn't really. Oh, there's that was a a went. really basic overview of the plot because we don't want to get bogged down like. We yeah, yeah. Something. So I'm just going to bring up another couple of interesting things that happened through the episode. Yeah, go for it. We did miss out that scene where Stratton and Doyle go to see Houdini at his workplace on the stage. Yeah. They start playing whiff waff, <laughs> which whiff apparently waff. is what. American people used to call ping pong back in the 1900s. Yeah, but he played it with, like, biscuit tin lids or some shit. Yeah, it looked pretty crap, actually. (laughs) Why was it there in the middle of the stage? (laughs) I don't know. They played for 20 seconds, and he had a ping pong table without a fabric net and probably didn't fold up in the middle of the stage. Well, it turns out that Houdini set up this kind of elaborate scam in order to show them that... You can make a ghost if you want. Yeah. You can create, like, a supernatural event. Yeah. So they're just, like, playing Whiff Waff, and then... <laughs> Don't say Whiff Waff, mate. <laughs> I'm going to call it Whiff Waff from now on. That's bad. Now we can't buy a ping pong table because you call it Whiff Waff. I want to play some Whiff Waff tonight? No. <laughs> so, so this big shadow comes over the stage, and it looks like a sort of ghostly figure just, got like, flying across the stage. And they're like, what the hell was that? And then they look on the floor, and there's this blood patch... And these letters start forming in the blood patch. Yeah. They're like M-A-T-H. Matilda. And I was like, actually, that spells math. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was an I after it. Yeah. Math-y. But all you basically see is math. So it's like, okay. So it's like this scam. So how did he... You were telling me how you thought he did this with... So it turns out to be glucose. What is it? It's corn syrup and Corn syrup and, and food, food coloring. Like yeah. stage blood. Yeah. So how does he get the letters in there? You were telling me something... Yeah, you can use um, certain types of glue, like soap, if you want. So if you just write it on the ground in soap, and you pour the blood over the top, then It'll it won't just spread form. out. It's classic David Blaine bullshit. Right. Like, super easy. But yeah, I loved in this part how they work out that it's corn syrup and food colouring, because Doyle just like puts his finger in it. Just eats and it. And he just eats it. <laughs> She's like, blood? Yes. So the ghostly figure... Put that figure, in my mouth. The ghostly figure is just Houdini's assistant. Yeah. Which, I just wanted to note that she's a bit of a babe. Yeah, but he treats her like absolute yeah, shit. Yeah, and I don't think she's all that smart. She's not but supposed to be, no. are they banging? Because there's that scene where she's massaging him. Yeah, but she has no top on. Yeah, but she's got a bra on. Does though. she? I think so. She wasn't topless. I don't know. It's a pretty tame show. There's no boobs or anything. Well, no, not visual boobs. Visual oh. boobs. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure she had a bra on. Oh, okay. But I thought she was really pretty and her hair is really beautiful. Another thing I wanted to touch on was... We missed out Houdini's party. Not really much plot-wise happens here, but it was just interesting because he had all these like historical figures at this party at, yeah. his, at his hotel. Churchill and Tesla and shit. <laughs> yeah, and Yates. And Yates. <laughs> and then he also had um, the King of England there. Well, yeah, he had a guy dressed up like the King yeah, of England. But there. he's like, oh, I couldn't get the King, so I just got an actor to dress just up as the King. Not because he couldn't get him, just because the king was too busy. Yeah. He's just like, he would have come. Yeah, but he basically just, like, enticed Churchill and Tesla to come to his party by saying that they'd get free booze. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. He's like, they'll come. It was in this scene, actually, as well, that I kind of noticed his voice was kind of weird. His accent, Houdini's accent. Like, right. he's supposed to be American, right? Yeah, like, quite American. But he American. kind of slipped in and out of it and had this weird Scottish and English that came through as well. But I don't know... What nationality the actor is? He's American, is he? Yeah, I thought he was. Born in New York. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. His voice just sounded really weird in that scene. Maybe it was just that scene. It was like a bit off or something. Yeah. I thought that this is where we really find out that he's the skeptic and why he is the way that he is. With all the pictures on the the wall and stuff. stuff. I feel like I remember something something weird about Houdini and his mother. And then this comes through in this scene where he's just super creepy. Yeah, well, he's happy that he's got money so he can provide for his mum and he, like, puts on these lavish parties and buys her presents and stuff. Because her birthday is why he's having the party. But the way that it's acted and the way that it's yeah, filmed is... Yeah, he was super weird, weird in this scene. So maybe that whole accent thing was part of that. Yeah, maybe. It's being weird. But actually, I really liked, overall in the episode, the back and forth between, oh, is it actually supernatural? Is it not 
supernatural. I know what you mean, yeah. It was cool, like how it just kind of tossed back and forth and you didn't really know what was going on the whole time. Well, like good, I thought, then... I thought definitely at the end, okay, yeah, it's going to be an explanation, but it really kind of kept you thinking and wondering whether it was going to be a supernatural show. Yeah. Because the first episode, you don't really know. Because yeah, they could have just taken a different approach and done a completely supernatural thing, but mm. they haven't. It's obviously going to be like a proving it wrong kind of thing, which is what you wanted. Yeah, Scooby-Doo. You Scooby said that at the start, that's what you Scooby-Doo. Yeah, like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> that's um, what I want. Scooby-Doo with Houdini and Doyle. <laughs> We should also probably just touch quickly on Doyle's wife, Tabuli. Ah, Tabuli. Tallulah. It's Tui. Tui. Like the beer. Tabuli. Tui like the beer. Tabuli. Tabuli. Oh, God. She's not dead, as the psychic said. She's not She's dead. She's in a coma. She's in a coma. So I don't know what that's got to do with anything, but we found that out. So the thing that got to me about this is that he goes and sees her, right? So he goes to the hospital that she's in. Yeah. And he walks in the door of her room and there's a desk and there's a woman sitting at the desk. And the second that he walks in, she fucks off like straight away. Doesn't even look him in the face. Because he can't close the door by himself. She has to go out and close the door for him. Yeah, but he smiles at her and she nicks off with her. So is this her office? And they were just like, yeah, we're a bit over. So we're just going to stick this coma patient in here. (laughs) Maybe. What is... Is he so rich that his wife has a constant person who sits there? And that actually is her office. And she's just... Her whole job is just to watch his wife. Like, all day. And they just go in shifts watching his wife. Except when he shows up and then they've got to leave. So we can, I don't know, touch her coma boobs or something. I don't know. I don't know why. (laughs) Well, we'll be interested to see what happens with his wife. Yeah. I don't know why he's going to a medium to communicate with his wife, though. Because he believes in the supernatural. And he talk, when he talks to his kids, he's, the daughter's like, Are you going to be able to talk to mommy? That yeah, kid is fucking creepy Fucking ass. Wednesday Adams. Yeah, no, seriously. That's what, <laughs> that's what I thought when I saw her too. And, it, and then his, hu- his husband, his... Um, his little, husband. His little son his is like... His seven-year-old husband talking about the phone <laughs> with his two cans. Yeah, his son is just like, Oh, daddy, the phone is going to be the most brilliant invention. It's like, oh... <laughs> Yeah, was like, these kids are fucking weird. So I think I think one of his aims learning about the supernatural is so that he can communicate with his wife while she's in a coma. Yeah, but he yells in the office about death and the afterlife. And his wife's not dead. I think it was a misdirect. Just a TV misdirect. It's lame. I think that kind of wraps it up for the episode. Yeah. Do we want to do a bit of ratings? Some ratings. So we'll start with uh, characters. Okay. What did you think of the main characters? I really liked them a lot. Yeah? As I said before, good dynamic between the three of them. Interested to see where their association heads. Yep. So I'd say eight and a half out of ten. Eight and a half? Yeah. It's pretty good. There's nobody hard hitting or anything, but they do what they need to do and they do it. Everything you need from them, they give you. It's just the blend that's good. So you if just... there was only one or two of them, I don't think it would be very good. It wouldn't be anything. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they all just kind of go together. Because they are like, they're the people that they're trying to play and the people they're trying to portray. But if it was just, this is Houdini. If it was just Michael Weston plays Houdini, you wouldn't watch that. Yeah, exactly. Michael Weston with weird haircut, the TV show. (laughs) He does have a weird haircut, but I think that's just the Houdini. That's the Houdini haircut, yeah. Houdini haircut. What about secondary characters? Well, what have we got? The other cops, I guess. I hate them. Yeah, well, you're supposed to hate them. So, success. Uh, and then the nuns. The nuns were okay. I hated them as yeah, well for effective reasons. As well, yeah. But like the woman that's... We didn't even go through this. The woman who's murdered... Well, she's not murdered. She So the woman who they think is the ghost, she dies. Technically she's murdered. Technically, technically it's murder. She dies because they soak her in water and all of her clothes and then they leave her outside overnight in winter. Yep. She basically dies of hypothermia. She gets hypothermia and dies. And the reason that they do that is because she was a happy-go-lucky woman who was a little bit, not an exhibitionist, but for those times she was, because she thought she was pretty and she like liked to have her hair down and play the piano and she was, you know, fun-loving. And you weren't supposed to be like that in the nunnery. Yeah. So they cut all her hair off as well. Yeah. So yeah, the nuns are pretty shit. Toad's fucked. So yeah, 10 out of 10. <laughs> <Not right. laughs> Effective though. Yeah. 
you know all the women who work in the they were creepy right they were creepy ass I don't understand like were they who were they staring at were they staring at Houdini because they thought he was famous were they staring at Doyle because he's famous were they staring at um, Stratton because she's a woman cop I felt like they were staring at Stratton but I think it wasn't supposed to be that I think it was just supposed to be like raise suspicion of everyone. Maybe. Everybody's suspicious. Yeah, we don't even know who they are. Like, obviously, yeah. they're not the murderer. We haven't spoken to them. No. You don't know their name. They're not going to be the murderer. Yeah. What about costuming? Like, that's actually a pretty big one for this, because it is a sort of period show. It's on point, though. I like, thought it was good. I enjoyed the costumes. I, I haven't researched <laughs> costumes from the time, but it was believable. It was there wasn't anything out yeah. of place, except for that guy's fucking hair. The hair. Yeah. <laughs> Just that one thing. I did want to make a comment about Stratton's uniform, though. Obviously, that's probably what cops that were women wore back then. But imagine being a cop and having to wear that huge dress and like well, how, a hat and everything. How there was one. I know, but she wouldn't have been allowed to wear pants or anything. No, yeah. She would have had to wear a dress and a hat and just crazy. Like, how would she even do police work in that outfit? Well, she beats the shit out and of she's someone. Probably and she probably wearing a corset as well. People and she's like, wearing yeah. a corset. Yeah, she smashes it. Like, she looks beautiful, but I was like, oh my god, this cop uniform is ridiculous. She does look good. Her face doesn't move much, but she does look good. Yeah, she's she's a very beautiful woman. That's costuming. What do you want to give it out of ten? I reckon a nine. I really enjoyed the costumes actually. Yeah. I liked all the dapper suits and <laughs> then there's a lot of nun costumes which is like dapper oh my God, the other thing that was crazy, you know when Houdini ripped the habit off that nun? Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> like yeah, I know she murdered two people, but yeah. she's a nun. One of the things that they thought would be one of the gen- genetic factors to show that she was the mother of the girl that got killed and was the ghost. Yeah. Was that she had red hair. So yeah. they were like, oh, just rip off her habit. And yeah. Oh, she's got red hair. Yeah. I thought that was pretty I was really hoping that she didn't have red hair. <laughs> it was like, oh, was... oh, sorry. Yeah. It's like, try and put just it back on fuck, slowly. Just fuck up a nun back for no away. reason. <laughs> exactly. You're just like, oh, sorry, sister. <laughs> I feel like what we're acting out is like really funny, but obviously no one can see what we're doing. <laughs> We're just like miming the whole, like Josh is the nun and I'm ripping the habit off. <laughs> I have to be the nun. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be a nun. Fucking hell. <laughs> so. Plot? Rating? Oh, I didn't. It was kind of weird. I didn't like how they strong-armed it in at the end and they were just like, vibrations. Yeah. Vibrations are the problem. So Maybe a seven. I liked. Six or a seven. 6.5. How everybody seven. works together and how they built the story of the murder. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, explanation of the ghost. Lame. Yeah, it was really quick. So like a seven and a half and eight, I think. Yeah, I reckon seven. Yeah, seven's pretty good. Any other ratings we wanted to do overall? I reckon eight. Still watching it. I reckon eight out of ten. Better than some of the other cancelled stuff we've watched, so. Better than, what else have we done that we really hate? Oh, the sniffer. The sniffer, yeah. We gave that a two. I gave it a two, I think, out of ten. Understandable, really. I think an eight. But you know, similar concepts, though. Well, not really. <laughs> but it's like a... You know, <laughs> don't do that noise. Similar concepts. Well, I mean, you know, it's like a... What's the word? Procedural. Oh, okay. Like a crime procedural show. Yeah, but... With a bit of a supernaturally twist to it. The sniffer didn't have a supernatural... He had a supernatural nose. Yeah, like no one actually has a nose like that, so it's supernatural in my opinion. <laughs> anyway. Better than science, supernatural. So that wraps up, wraps up Houdini and Doyle. We'll definitely be continuing. Oh yeah, definitely. So it was really hard to find funny reviews because everybody was just so elo- eloquent in their anger <laughs> about this <laughs> show. So people were either angry because it got cancelled or they were just angry because of the show itself. It was pretty difficult. I think... A bit disrespectful, isn't it? Them not putting up a funny review for us. Yeah, I know. Dicks. I think the closest thing that I found was uh, not so much a review, but just the comment didn't have a rating or anything. It was just, ooh, stylish waistcoats, the series. (laughs) Which, yeah, I guess. (laughs) Or the one that didn't make any sense because the person had written it wrong and instead they'd written, I think it was supposed to be, ooh, Dini. But they've written it as (laughs) Hootini. And I couldn't tell if they were talking about this show or they were trying to talk about Pokemon. And what and does Ajawa mean? I don't know. Houtini, is that that little owl Pokemon? Is it? I don't know. Probably. Sounds like it. Probably is. There is an owl Pokemon, but I can't remember what its name is. Houtini sounds about right. Mate, after the first 150, I'm out. Like. Yeah, true. Oh, should we 
Let's no. get to the 90s. Should we what? <laughs> I was going to say we should try and name all 150. But no, we're already pretty over time here. <laughs> Remember when we, we've done that before? Okay, if, if you grew up with the original series of Pokemon and you played the original games, here's a game. Okay? Without looking it up on the internet, try to write down the names of all 150. It doesn't have to be in order. It's hard. Just make sure you write them all down. We've played this before. It took us three days. <laughs> and we got... We missed maybe four or five... Yeah. That we just could not think of. There's so, some really weird ones in there that you just that never really come up. And anyway, it's off topic. A game to leave you with. Yeah, we've been pretty off topic today. Who cares? But if you want to talk about this show or anything else we've talked about today or anything off topic, because we love being off topic. Or if you have any TV suggestions, because, you know, we love TV. Yeah, for sure. Hit us up on our social pipes. That's a, uh, <laughs> that's a little phrase that I picked up from my mates Hamish and Andy, who I'll be going on a uh, hot air balloon ride with this week and winning $10,000. Um, social pipe. So we've got a Twitter. We are at Pilot Error Pod. And on Instagram, just search Pilot Error Podcast and you'll find us on there. So thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. Bye.